Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. The White County Warriors take down the Livingston Academy Wildcats. The Warren County Lady Pioneers get a huge win in district play, while the Cookville Cavaliers pay back the Mount Juliet Golden Bears. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. We are on the doorstep to the last week of the regular season of high school basketball. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Tom Duggan for the high school playbook. Reviewing all the action from Friday night. And let me tell you, there were a lot of great games all throughout the Upper Cumberland. Several with district implications on the line. We will talk to coaches today about some of those implications and get a preview of what's to come in the last week of the regular season. As we get started this morning, let's check the UC Sports Nation scoreboard. In girls action last night, a big win for the White County Warriorettes as they host Livingston Academy last night, the number two team in the state. White County gets 35 points and 10 rebounds from Celeste Reed. They snap Livingston Academy's 14-game winning streak in a big way, 76-58. to Ellie Butler had 28 in the loss for Livingston Academy. White County gets their 20th win of the season. They move to within two games of Livingston Academy in uh, the District 7-3A standings, and uh, still with a week to go, there are about three teams that still have an opportunity to win District 7-3A. Speaking of 7-3A, Opperman gets a 61-51 win over Cumberland County. The third-ranked Lady Bees get 19 from Gracie Butler, 16 more from Jayla Cobb. They improve to 23-3 on the season. Over in District 7-1A, Clay County clinched the regular season district championship and got Coach Matt Walker his 150th victory in the process. 66-42 the victory last night over Gordonsville. Clay County now with 20 wins on the season at 20-4. and four. Zoe Nicholas scores 24 points to lead Pickett County to a 65-62 win at Clark Range. We'll talk to Clark Range head basketball coach Lamar Rogers coming up later in the program. Warren County, one of the big wins last night in District 6-4A. They get 21 points from Kyra Perkins. The Lady Pioneers upset third-ranked Coffee County 48-42. Warren County had been close in the last several meetings with Coffee County. They get over the hump last night in McMinnville to improve to 19-7 overall on the season. Cookville keeps rolling with a 70-29 victory over Mount Julia, taking another step closer to the District 9-4A regular season championship. Jordan Gillis with 22 points. Cassie Gallagher, 10 points, 9 rebounds. Cookville now 22-3 on the season. York Institute routes Jackson County 79-30. It's the 17th consecutive win for the York Dragonettes, who are ranked number two in the state in Class 2A. Rayleigh Werner with 18 points. Gabby Beatty adds 15 in the victory. Sequatchie County over Monterey last night, 52-31. Monterey now has clinched the number three overall seed and third place for the upcoming District 5-2A tournament. Stone Memorial back in District 7-3A over Macon County, 59-51 as Stone gets their first district win of the season and snapped their 10-game losing streak with the win last night. Van Buren County steps out of district. They blow out Bledsoe County, 
64-33. On the boys' side of the ledger last night, Pickett County all over Clark Range, 77-48. Dylan Anderson scores a career-high 25 points in the victory. Clay County in a big matchup with Gordonsville. They clinched the regular season championship with a 45-26 win over the Tigers at home. Clay County ranked number three in the state. They get 15 points in the win from Keaton Arms. Cookville, an all-important win at home against Mount Juliet last night, 70-56. Jalen Hurd leads the way with 23 points. Bennett Reeves with 17 in the victory. Opperman gets a career-high 22 points from Jackson Bush. They knock off Cumberland County on Friday night, 56-41. Jackson County in a big showdown with York Institute. The Blue Devils win the first of two meetings between the two schools, 54-51 to the final score. Jackson County takes sole possession of first place in District 5-2A. Now at 6-0, the Blue Devils have won 15 of their last 16 games. White County's been hot of late. They've won seven of their last ten. They beat Livingston Academy 64-55 to last night. Livingston has struggled of late, having gone four and four in their last eight games, and they've lost three of their last four in district play. We'll speak to White County coach Eric Mitchell coming up here in just a moment. Monterey over Sequatchie County last night, 58-39 to in District 5-2A. Also with Stone Memorial clinching the District 7-3A championship 84-29 over Macon County, Cade Caps with 19 points in the victory. Van Buren County out of district over Bledsoe County, 76-60. Warren County on the doorstep of clinching their district championship. A 50-48 win for the Pioneers. They will win District 6-4A with a victory at Shelbyville coming up on Tuesday night. Right now, let's go back and talk to talk about the White County Warriors as Coach Eric Mitchell Joins us via telephone on the high school playbook. Coach, big win for your team last night. Getting it done against a very good Livingston Academy team. 64-55, to the final score. Coach, how big was that win for your team? Oh, it was huge for our guys. I mean, uh, you know, we went up there and uh, I didn't think we came out ready to play uh, up there. And then we battled and, and uh, had a shot to win at the end. And uh, Livingston held on. Uh, they're just... Uh, Jim, uh, Coach Jimmy Miller does a really good job with those guys. They're fast, athletic. He's got them. Uh, he's got them where they need to be, and um, you know uh, they're just a really good basketball club. Coach, who among your players really stood out in their performances on Friday night? Well, you know it was a, kind of a collective thing. Uh, you know, uh, well, I thought we played really good defense. Uh, we, you know, we came out and and. Uh, you know, played well early, and, and of course, so did Livingston, and they, the Livingston battled to stay in it, and, you know, Jacob Davis and uh, um, had a good game. Uh, Japus got going. Uh, you know, he had a he had a better game. He didn't play very well up there. Uh, Trip Pinion that always does his thing. Thomas Brock came out and hit some big shots. Uh, Thomas Paul didn't score, but he, you know, he played some good defense, done some good things. Uh, got a couple loose balls early that got us going. So, just uh, it was just a collective, collective effort from the group. The win over Livingston Academy part of this week, you went up to Warren County, or went over to Warren County, I should say, and won 52-48 to on Monday against the Pioneer team that's been playing some good basketball of late. How important do you feel this week has been getting two big victories like this under your belt? Well, it's always certainly good to go to Warren County, uh, you know, and, and win. That's a tough environment, uh, packed house, you know, uh, each and every night. They, they had a big win against Coffey County in their first place in their district last night, but you know, just go to Warren County, get the week started off. Uh, you know, uh, 
actually, uh, I think it's uh, we got one more week and it's tournament time. So it, it's a big. It was a big two wins for us going into the tournament. We got uh, Macon County um, next Tuesday at uh, home, and then we go to Crossville, two big wins. So hopefully, we can get a couple wins and, and be on a uh, little bit of a hot streak going into the tournament. And it's time, and it's exactly the time that you need to need to be hot going into the tournament. So um, you know, it was big for us. Uh, you know, we've had kind of an up and down season. We've lost some tough, tough games. At, uh, you know, a, a tough one at home to Upperman. And, uh, you know, two tough ones on the road to uh, Upperman and Livingston. Very, very close games. But, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're getting getting hot at the right time. And I guess we'll see where it goes in the tournament. It is a dog-eat-dog district. And uh, you mentioned getting hot at the right time. Your team's reeled off seven wins in the last ten basketball games. Do you feel like maybe the pieces are starting to come together? And uh, just in the nick of time, with tournament time, as you mentioned, just uh, right around the corner. Well, I hope, I hope so. Uh, you know, this is a uh, – I've, I've got the same team that I had last year, and, uh, you know, we kind of did the same thing last year, and hopefully that'll – you know, that'll be the same uh, uh, same thing this year. But, you know, we've got uh, five seniors that play and then a, a sophomore point guard and, and Trip Pinion. But, you know, we got all the pieces. We just got to get them all put together at the same time. We've had a couple of uh, couple of games this year where that's happened. But, you know, for the most part, you know um, – and we've been kind of inconsistent, but you know we're starting to get some consistency now, and, and uh, knowing knowing our roles and, and what we need to do going into tournament time. We're speaking with Wide County Warriors head basketball coach Eric Mitchell on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you're kind of right in the middle of the pack of the district race. You talk about uh, some tough losses. You've had some gritty wins in addition to that. Right now, sitting in fourth place, a couple of games behind both Livingston and Upperman, and a game up on DeKalb County. Do you see a position in the final district standings that you want to land? Certainly, I'm sure you want to get a home game in that uh, that first round satellite series. Well, absolutely. That's that's the biggest thing. You got to finish in the top four in our in our league. Uh, number one gets a bye, and then two, three, and four get a home game, a satellite home game, and then you know our our tournament was supposed to be at Tennessee Tag, but unfortunately. Uh, uh, there were some conflicts with uh, their games and our tournament. So uh, the uh, well, I guess what they they decided was that uh, whoever wins the regular season, that's where it's going to be host. Right now, our district's going to be at uh, at uh, Stone. I think that's pretty much set. Set uh, the girls' district. I think right now is at Livingston. I think that's yet to be determined. I'm not sure, but you know we we uh, we need that first home game, that first home, that first uh, satellite game at home is big. Um, and then you, then it'll move on to stone. So, but right now I think we're shoot, we're fourth, and possibility to be tied at third. I, I know I would have to sit down and look at it, but you know uh, that's the main thing is finishing the top four. You mentioned having Macon County and Cumberland County coming up. They're two teams that have struggled this year, but teams that struggle, coach. They want to win as much as anybody, and they want to play spoiler down the uh, down the home stretch if they can at all. What do you expect, and how do you keep your team focused going up against these two teams next week? Well, you just got to hope and prepare them. You know, uh, you know, we got Macon kind of coming in here. They got a new coach. Uh, uh, they are uh, he's I've coached against him before, Michael Owens. He's been at Clay County and he's been at Red Bull for years, and and uh, he certainly does a uh, fantastic job. So we can't let them slip up. You never know. What Macon's gonna, uh, you know, throw at you? They were, you know, they were down three to Stone at home, and then we were going into that game, and we came out, applied some pressure, and played pretty well. But you just can't, 
take you for granted. And that's the hard thing going into next week. You, you got to have those two wins and it's two teams that you, you beat pretty handily that we have beaten pretty handily the first round. Uh, certainly, uh, fr- uh, next Friday going to Crossville. Crossville's definitely a, a tough place to play and they've got really two really good players, uh, Reed and, uh, Woodard. So we can't let them and they're, they're hungry too. They're wanting to get a win going into the tournament and get a little momentum. So we just got to, uh, come out and, have good practices and stay focused and not take anything for granted. White County playing some good basketball as the last week of the regular season coming up. Head coach Eric Mitchell joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, thanks for the time. Good luck in the last week of the regular season coming up. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Members of the Monterey girls basketball team set to join us at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk some Cookville boys basketball with Coach Josh Hurd. Up next, Anthony Lippy, the head coach of the Warren County Lady Pioneers. This is the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Warriors and Cavaliers in action. Wildcats and Panthers on the prowl. We've got them covered. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. One of the biggest wins in the Upper Cumberland last night likely came down in McMinnville. The Warren County Lady Pioneers with a huge 48-42 win over the third-ranked Coffee County Lady Red Raiders. Coach Anthony Lippy joining us on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, a huge win for your program last night. Who or what made the biggest difference in last night's win? Well, it, it was just a uh, an all-around, you know, team win. We, uh, you know, of course, Kyra Perkins led us in scoring with 21, but uh, – had a lot of production from from a lot of other members on the team. Um, had a had a really electric you know energy that uh, the other night. Had a a packed house. Um, you know, it was probably one of the biggest crowds we've ever had in in, in adult uh, for us. And just um, you know, girls played their hearts out and, and uh, ultimately ended up capitalizing on on some turnovers that were big for us and. Uh, did enough just to to pull out a win <laughs> this has been a series that you've been kind of close but just you know really have not been able to get over the hump you were able to do that on friday night and just you know how good does that feel overall and now you know you can go toe-to-toe with them and beat them on the basketball court do you think that gives your kids a little extra boost of confidence moving forward well i mean it's definitely a, a huge um win for us and for our program because you know since i've been there it's been something that we've you know tried to accomplish and and we've come close uh, but just we're we're not able to get over that hump um which what you hope it does as a as a coach is you hope it gives them a little bit of confidence that you know hey we can we can uh perform at that level and if we you know capitalize on on uh, enough of the things that we need to you know, capitalize on, then you can you can pull out a win. Um, you, you hope that you know every coach wants their team to be clicking at the right time, and you hope this just spills over, you know, into the district tournament. <clears throat> I want to go back and talk a bit about the energy, the electricity you talked about at the Dalton and having a packed house there. How much energy? How much does that really energize your team? How much does that kind of add? To you know, they already know this is a big game, but that's got to give them a little bit bigger boost, doesn't it? It does. I mean, having that support, you know, from your community and everyone, you know, pulling in the in the same direction. You know, we talk about it as a team all the time. You know, we can't have any individuals. We got to have everybody on the same page and, and pulling in the right direction. 
when you have your community behind you like that and they're all cheering for you and they want to see you be successful, I think it just motivates our kids to, to do just a little extra. Because um, our girls know, we, we talk about it a lot, you know, you, you don't get something from nothing. And, um, you know, you're going to have to give a ton of effort and it's it's going to hurt. It's not going to feel good. Uh, you're going to not feel like, you know, doing the extra sliding over to, you know, take the extra step or, you know, do that, the, the boxing out to get that extra rebound. But you hope that um, you do just enough to reap the benefits of that. So uh, that, that's something we talk about a lot. But but having our, our community behind us and supporting us, I think, really motivates our kids. We're speaking with Warren County Lady Pioneers head basketball coach Anthony Lippy on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Now, Coach, I know you got a couple of games coming up. Last week of the regular season, your last district game, in fact, Tuesday at Shelbyville, and it looks like you're locked into the top two and, again, tied in the loss column. How will the tiebreaker and all work out? Do you have any idea on that as of yet? Um, we've talked a little bit about it. I mean, of course, we need to – you know, play well on Tuesday night. We want to finish out the regular season strong. But um, I believe if there are ties, uh, I think the bylaws, um, the way I looked at it, it would probably come down to a coin toss. Um, it goes head-to-head, and then it, and then I believe it goes into if there's a three- or four-way tie, then it, you look at each other's records, but that wouldn't really apply to our situation with only having the four teams. Um, and then the third, I believe, is a coin toss for the seeding for the district tournament. So I, I believe that's the way that it would that it would pan out if you know if we happen to to tie with with Coffee County. And certainly, as you mentioned, you got to take care of business on Tuesday. And uh, <clears throat> with all the TSSAA rules, sometimes it's hard to keep up with how all the tiebreakers work. Right. And uh, that'll all work itself out uh, once you get your game in on Tuesday night. How difficult maybe will it be to stay focused? You you come off an emotional win. You go to Shelbyville. They don't have a district win, so they're going to be hungry for an upset district mm-hmm. win, I'm sure. How will how will you keep your team motivated and focused going into that game? Well, I mean, we, we just, you know, that's one of the things we discuss a lot. You can't get too high and you can't get too low. You know, you, you can't be a roller coaster of a team. you got to be consistent. Um, you know, we, we want to come in and practice hard you know, and, and be focused on Monday. Um, Kyle Turnham is an outstanding coach. Um, he's going to have the Showville girls just ready to go. There's no doubt about that. They're going to be pumped up. The gym's going to be packed and, and have a lot of energy there. And, and we're going to have, you know, those are the type of environment uh, that you got to be ready to play in. Um, and so you, you hope that you see some senior leadership, some girls that have, have been in these positions, uh, and understand how to be mature and and uh, and poised in these in these environments, and, and you hope that you can be, you know, like I said, a senior led team that that can go at and go in and, and pull out a win because you know they'll they'll be ready. Kyle Kyle will have them ready to go. Big win for Warren County on Friday night, 48-42 over Coffee County. The Lady Pioneers now 19-7 overall, 4-1 in district play. Coach Anthony Lippy has been our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, congrats on the great win, and uh, good luck in this last week coming up of the regular season. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. The Cookville Cavaliers get some payback on Friday night as Mount Juliet came to Cookville. Mount Juliet defeated Cookville back on January 17th in a close one, 54-51. Cookville gets the upper hand on Friday night, 70-56. 
Cookville head basketball coach Josh Hurd joins us on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Bar Builders. Coach, how important do you feel it was to get that victory last night? Well, I mean, it, it, it was big for us on, on a couple of, couple of levels. You know, first and foremost, you know, with it being senior night, you know, we, we focused in on, you know, trying to take our seniors out the right way, you know, when, when we celebrate them. And, you know, and I made a, you know, I made a valiant effort to, to have everybody play as hard as they possibly can, you know, for Alex, you know, who's given us four years of, of, his, of his time and dedication. So, you know, it was, it was a big win for that, you know, for, for that reason. Uh, also, you know, we, we know what we're fighting for. You know, we're, we're trying to stay in that, in that third place range, you know, with, you know, with the losses that we've already taken, you know, that, that is the best place that we can end up right now as far as seating. Um, but, you know, so I'm, I'm happy that we came out and showed some energy and, and, and fighting, you know, for third place and also for Alex. Coach, you had to go on the road to Green Hill, Lebanon, Mount Julia, back to back to back. And it kind of got you off to a slow start in the district. Do you think that makes it even more imperative now that you've got uh, you've got a home game with Lebanon still coming up? I know you go to Wilson Central, but to kind of hold serve on home court and try to get those wins. Yeah, and and you know, and, and not just where we're playing at. You know, we've we've been hit with the injury bug, you know, so hard that you know we hadn't played with two of our starters for for a long time now, and I, I think. You know, with the guys, with those sophomores coming in, Jalen and Jaron having to start and having to play majority minutes, you know, I think it took a little minute just for us to get our cohesiveness together in practice, um, knowing how we, we need to play and, and the style that we need to play. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, last night was a, was a move in the right direction, that, that we're, we're ready to play with each other and, and able to play at a different pace. When you get to January and February, you are battling the injury bug. How tough is it to build the chemistry? And I know you kind of touched on it there, but, you know, having the next man up mentality, I know that you do, but how tough maybe is it to keep good chemistry going or in some cases have to rebuild it all together? You know, it's tough because, you know, you, you take out two guys out of the rotation, which also, you know, you got five guys, you know, those starters, they have to play, you know, majority minutes and, 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 you know, we're looking at not, not being able to bring in, you know, that many subs. You know, luckily, you know, Lucas um, Lucas Smith, you know, a freshman came in and gave us some good minutes um, last night. And, and Jack Clark came in, you know, and gave us some good minutes last night. And um, But those guys, you know, they hadn't been in the rotation in, in, in practice, you know, hardly, hardly none until, until recently. So, you know, having those guys just step up and, and not not come in and think that they have to provide the, the scoring that those other guys had, just being able to come in and, and and give the starters a couple of minutes rest and to be able to come in and, you know, take care of the basketball, play good defense, uh, just give us a couple of minutes here and there. That that was the biggest concept that we had tried to get to them in practice. And, and last night was, you know, was a, was a good example of them actually, you know, following through on what we what we've been teaching them. We're speaking with Cookville head basketball coach Josh Hurd here on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, I want to go back and talk about your senior Alex Clark. As again last night was senior night. What has Alex meant to the Cookville Cavalier program? And uh, just uh, heap a little praise on your one and only senior, if you would. Yeah, and you know that's that's dedication in, in itself, right there. You know, he came in as a freshman when I came in and took the head coaching job, and you know he, he you know there were no, there were other freshmen that came in with him, and, 
and he's the only one left standing. You know, to be able to, you know, fight through, you know, from your freshman year to your sophomore year to your junior year to not being, you know, not not playing as much as you probably wanted to and sticking it out and getting better and better each and every day. And then he's coming in and starting for us as, as a senior and, and, and one of our, one of our key pieces, you know, he's, he's our glue guy, you know, just, just like him and Bennett, you know, Al provides that rebounding, that toughness. Uh, he provides those open shot threes that he makes, you know, just like he did last night, you know, just, just for somebody to come in there and, and know the system as he knows it, um, know what he needs to do. Uh, doesn't try to get out of himself. He just he plays the way that he that he's been coached to play, and 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 he's a winner. He's an absolute winner, you know. So having that guy, you know, come in night in and night out, you know, being able to start for us, being able to play for us, you know, and you know he he's one of the, the toughest guys that we have. He, he he leads us in practice in regards to his toughness, you know. So you know it, it's awesome to have him out there, and it's awesome to have him to to be able to play hard for. Us. Had an outstanding career, and again, perseverance, as you mentioned, being the lone senior, the lone player, to stick around from that uh, original freshman class, and uh, Alex Clark's had a great career there at Cookville. Coach Hurd, last week of the regular season, you started off Monday night going to York. You'll turn around and play Wilson Center on the road Friday, and then Lebanon in a makeup game on Saturday. What are you hoping to see here in the last week of the regular season? Well, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to see the pace that we've, that we've changed and went through. You know, the pace that we played with last night, the style of play that we played last night was, was the style and play that we've been wanting to play this, this whole year. But when you have, you know, two and three starters out, you know, we, we kind of worried about running their bodies low in the first quarters and second quarters with all the trapping and, and all the, you know, the speed, the pace that we, that we wanted to play at. So we kind of went away from it. But last night, you know, we just told the guys, you know, look, guys, we know we only got five. You know, we got five guys that's, you know, that are, that have been playing the whole majority of the time and, and, but you five are going to have to just fight it out and just and just go, you know. So we've changed the style up in practice about how we practice and and, and what we do in practice in regards to get those guys ready, you know, for this pace. And and I thought last night was a was a, was a good stepping uh, stepping stone, good good way to move forward and, and have those guys fought through the trapping, ran off the traps, um, make Mount Juliet play at a pace that they didn't really want to. And 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 it's and it benefited us. So I'm hoping that these rest, remaining games that we're able to to keep up that momentum with our pace, you know, and and not just defensively but also offensively. You know, you know, last night we probably we probably shared the ball and had the ball um, time of possession probably the longest that we've ever done this whole year. You know, we uh, we passed the ball probably you know all five guys touched the ball uh, if not once twice. You know, in, in certain possessions. And we ended up hitting, you know, having open shots out of it. So, you know, we're we're hoping that, you know, we're going to be able to continue this this, this pace offensively and defensively. Cookville, a nice win last night, seventy to fifty six over Mount Juliet. The Cavaliers now thirteen and ten overall on the season. Coach Josh Hurd has been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, best of luck moving forward in this last week of the regular season. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. We'll talk Pickett County boys basketball with Coach Joseph Aminette a little later in the program, along with Clark Range girls coach Lamar Rogers. When we come back, we'll have members of the Monterey Lady Wildcats basketball team. This is the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. No one covers your favorite high school teams like we do. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
Top nine for the Monterey Lady Wildcats as they fall in district play to Sequatchie County, 52-31. to The Monterey 13-14 and 14 on the season, currently in second place in District 5-2A. We are currently joined by members of the Monterey Lady Wildcats basketball team, seniors Zoe Gore, Abby Sasser, and Lindsey Wright, and uh, freshman Carly Wright all joining us here at uh, Chick-fil-A for the high school playbook. Lindsey, I'm going to start out with you because, uh, well, we're going to talk about the scoring record because Lindsey just recently broke the scoring record in the five-on-five era, and we'll kind of clarify all that here coming up in a few moments. But, Lindsay, I wanted to get your take on last night's game against Sequatchie County. A tough district loss. What happened to your team last night? Yeah, it was definitely a tough district loss. Like, we didn't really play as good as we usually do, especially as a team. We didn't have as many shots fall as we usually do. So that's also a big effect, aspect to us game. And our defense wasn't just there as much as it was yesterday. Now, Lindsay, I know before we went on air, we were talking a little bit about some things you'd struggle with is sometimes playing as a team and sometimes you play a little more individually. What have you seen in that aspect this year? This year we've had games that we've played as a team and we tend to win more games like that. And the games that we've lost, it's kind of been a little bit more individual. But, I mean, there's some games that we go out and you see Abby can post up and she can have points. It kind of just depends on the game or Zoe can shoot the three. But it really just depends on which teams. And it's not all the way individual aspect, but we just got to play more together as one just big team. As part of this senior class for Monterey this year, what's kind of been the goal of this team, what you'd like to accomplish? Well, our goal is obviously to get past region this year. We lost first round last year and hopefully go to sub-state and then state. How do you, do you think that is possible this year? And what does your team need to do to accomplish that? Uh, I definitely think that it is possible. But we are going to have to have younger cl- classmen step up and us seniors step up as leaders that our coaches were talking about last night. So that's one of the big aspects that we'd need. Lindsay, how tough do you feel this district has been this year? This district um, is pretty tough. I mean, each team has gotten better this year and last year. And, I mean, Sequatchie's gotten better, Jackson's gotten better, we've gotten better. But there's just some games that we've kind of almost slacked off because we thought they were so much better than us or – like, even with York last year, they're so good. They're good this year. So we have to keep pushing and hopefully just beat them and keep our heads up if we do lose and keep pushing for the next game. Now, Lindsay, while we've got you on the microphone here, we want to point out that Lindsay Wright has become the all-time leading scorer at Monterey High School in the 5-on-5 five five era with 1,432 points. That surpassed Rachel Miller, who had 1,422 now, the, the 1432 as it stands as of this morning after last night's game, if I understand correctly. Now, going back to the six-on-six six era, the all-time leading scorer, Ann Phipps, who played from 1976 to 1980, somewhere around 1,900 points for her career. But, Lindsay, how much does it mean having that five-on-five five record in the modern era of basketball? I mean, it feels really great, and it was obviously a goal that I've had. I've had it since my freshman year, but it wasn't really my goal intentionally. Like, Rachel Rachel Miller's dad came up to me and was like, I want you to beat my daughter's record for five-on-five, and I was kind of like, that was a big goal that I thought, I don't know if I could really do that, but (laughs) obviously when I got it, it felt really amazing to have it. All right, any chance you could score 500 more points before the season's over? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll try, but who knows what could happen this season. (laughs) Lindsay Wright of the Monterey Lady Wildcats joining us. We'll come down to the end of the table, and Zoe Gore is going to join us next. Uh, Zoe, being a senior on this team, how fast have these four years gone by for you? Well, I started out playing my junior year because I was playing somewhere else. And when I came in my sophomore year, everybody was so kind. They helped me. And knowing what basketball was, because I, I came over here, I never was 
Like, I never was like thinking I'm like good or whatever. I just want to play basketball. And I had a great coach. My coach really helped me through everything. But going going to Monterey is like the best like I ever done. Like the school, the team. I love my team so much. What do you love most about this group of seniors? It is outside of like we're obviously we're friends outside of the basketball but we're really close like outside of school and in basketball how far along have you has your game come what's some areas do you really feel like you've improved in I feel like um I feel like I improve a lot by shooting with my friend Lindsay because she helped me out shooting so much we go in the gym and shoot all the time after strength class and I think I improve on shooting What's something that maybe still with it, you know, several games to go, you got the tournament coming up that you'd like to improve in still yet before the season's over? I like to improve more on like, like boxing out and rebounding and shooting more and screening for other people and get the shoot shot and also winning. All right. Zoe Gore joining us here this morning at Chick-fil-A. We'll come over to Carly Wright, one of the freshmen that's joining us this morning. And, uh, uh, Carly, I see the last, the same last name. Are any relation here? Yeah, I'm related to Lindsay. She's my sister. <laughs> I kind of expected that, but I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth. So <laughs> what's it like, her being your sister? Does she pick on you a lot, or does she help you more than she picks on you? Um, well, she does a little bit of both, but I know that she's always there to push me and further my basketball abilities. How good is it having an older sister that, that can be a role model like that and someone who has set the scoring record for Monterey 5-on-5? Five five? Um, it feels really good because I know that she's a reliable person and she's just a good mentor for helping me. Carly, what have you learned from this senior class as a whole this season? Um, I've learned a lot of different things about rebounding, uh, shooting, taking my time on different types of things. And I really appreciate that from all the seniors that taught me stuff like that. Once this group of seniors are gone, what's it going to be like? Because you're going to be stepping up into a leadership role, if not next year, probably the year after. What's that going to be like for you? Um, I'm definitely ready to step up because I know we'll just have a lot of young uh, underclassmen on our team. So I'm prepared to try and help out our team. What, what's kind of the biggest difference moving up into high school basketball? What's been some of the things that, that you found it to adjust your game to? Um, I've had to play a little bit of post and guard this year because uh, depending on different lineups, so I've learned to play more like a post. Okay. We're going to come down to Abby Sasser, the last of our four players here with us at, from Monterey High School this morning. And, uh, Abby, you're one of those seniors, leaders of this team. What's yes. it feel like to be a senior? Um, it's kind of bittersweet. It's very bittersweet. Um, it's super exciting to be that senior, be that leader on the team. But the the time I've been at Monterey, it's went by really fast. So it doesn't even feel like I should be a senior right now. Like I feel like I should still be a sophomore. But it's a, it's really fun. It's it's good having other girls look up to you and know that you're the mentor for them. What's the biggest thing you've seen change in your game over four years? Um, I think my confidence. I went in freshman year, which I didn't start at Monterey, but I went in freshman year not being very confident in myself. And obviously over the four years I've gotten better, but I think also just my confidence has grown in myself and I've been able to improve skill-wise because of my confidence. In your time at Monterey, what's the biggest area of growth you've seen in this team as a whole? So um, 
you know, there's been this stereotype about Monterey for a long time. And I think since I've been here, we've had new coaches, we've had new girls, all this type of stuff. And I think, one, the team, from what I've heard, the team has become more of a family since I've been there. And also, I think we really do play more as a team than they used to, even though we still struggle with that sometimes. I think we've definitely improved on that. Abby, we're coming up or to the last week of the regular season here. you got a couple of games still on the agenda. What do you want to see this team do in this final week as you prepare for the postseason? I want to see the team do things that they haven't done before, like play with everything they have. You know, for us seniors, this is going to be some of our last games. But just for everybody to really play like this is their last game, to give it their all every single time. Do you think it's going to be emotional when you walk off that court for the last time? I definitely think it's going to be <laughs> emotional. I think it's going to be emotional for everybody. Well, the good thing is just keep playing. I mean, yes. if you keep winning, keep playing, you, yes. you put that off to later, right? Yes. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Abby Sasser, Zoe Gore, Lindsay Wright, Carly Wright. Girls, good luck to you down the road. We'll come back. We'll talk some Pickett County boys basketball with Coach Joseph Aminette when the high school playbook continues, delivered by Mountain Barn Builders. Where the coaches hold their pre- and post-game meetings. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. The Pickett County Bobcats go on the road last night and get a big district win, 77-48 over Clark Grange's Dylan Anderson scored a high 25 points, 15 of those in the third quarter. Coach Joseph Aminette of the Pickett County Bobcats joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, I know Clark Range has been a team that's struggled somewhat this year, but typically anyone you get on the road in the district is a big win. Did you feel that was an important win for your team last night? Uh, absolutely. No, absolutely. Clark Range is a hard place to play. Um, and for us, for us, it locked up um, – a minimum of third place and uh, kept us alive for the opportunity to finish second in the regular season. And for this team um, that you know lost five of its top six from last year, a lot of people didn't think we would win six games this year. To uh, to get our 14th win, to uh, to lock up a minimum of third place in the regular season of conference, and for uh, Dylan Anderson to have a, a great game as a senior, it was a, it was a really good night for the Bobcats. How tough has it been overcoming those losses? I mean, you talk about losing five of your top six players. That's a lot to overcome, and your team, I think, has, has held well this year. Just how difficult has that struggle maybe been throughout the course of the season? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's been an adjustment. Um, but what, I, what I'll tell you about this group is um, they've got a lot of grit, and, um, and they've got tremendous unity. And because of that, it's been a really fun year, and uh, they've overachieved. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're getting into February. And in February, these kids, have, you know, it's a long, basketball's a long season. A lot of teams are tired of each other. They just want it to be over. You know, but, but this group, um, they really like each other. And uh, they're excited about, about tournaments starting in February, finishing the, the, the season strong, and seeing where we can go. Coach, I want to step back and talk about Dylan Anderson again with a career-high 25, the senior having a big night for you last night. How proud was you to see that performance for him, especially this being his senior season? I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud for Dylan. You know, Dylan, um, Dylan suffered an ACL injury last year and uh, didn't play basketball at all. And uh, having two sons that have gone through that myself, to see a kid that, uh, that goes through that, that comes back and, 
and able to have a good senior season and able to have a game like he did last night, just uh, you're extremely happy for that kid, and uh, especially knowing what he's had to overcome to uh, to put himself in a position to do that. You know, fans hear a lot about ACL injuries, and they may not understand fully what you've got to to battle through to get back out on the court. You've seen this up close more than I know you would like to, Coach. How difficult is that process for these high school kids to work their way back through an ACL tear? Oh, it's it's extremely difficult. You know, it is. Uh, you know, it, it is. You know, years and years ago, it was career-ending to have one, and that's not the case today. But it still is a long, long process. And you know, a high school kids not like a college athlete; they don't get the red shirt. They're not like a professional athlete that are going to have a long playing career. You got you got four years to play a high school sport. And for, uh, for anybody that goes through that and the time that it takes for a, for a teenager to go through that is, um, is extremely difficult physically and mentally. And uh, it's just the reason I'm proud for Dylan. We're speaking to Peggy County Bobcats head basketball coach Joseph Aminette on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. You mentioned Clay, uh, right now Pickett County with an opportunity to finish as high second. A lot of important games still yet to be played here in the last week of the regular season. How big would that be for your team to get up and end up in that second-place position to wrap up the regular season? You know, we would we would kind of be the cherry on top for our season so far for us. Um, you know, like I said, you know, you look, at the, you look at the schedule we had, I think we got one of the hardest schedules in single A. We've not dodged anybody. And to be sitting here with 14 wins before the season, you count them up and you think, my goodness, you might have six games you win this year. And um, for these kids to be sitting here with 14 wins, with a chance to make a postseason run, uh, it's just a, it's an exciting time for our team and a lot of confidence for our team. Huge game coming up on Tuesday night as Pickett County will travel to Gordonsville. Gordonsville's been a tough uh, matchup for a lot of folks so far this year. Coach, what do you expect in this game coming up on Tuesday? Uh, they play with a lot of, um, you know, I, I look for them defensively to be, um, they'll try to make the game real physical. I mean, that's just how they play is with a lot of physicality. They're going to try to make the game physical. They're going to try to slow it down. They're going to try to pound the ball inside. Uh, there's nothing, you know, nothing that, that they don't know about us and we don't know about them. So uh, it'll be a, you know, they're a very good team. And uh, it's we're, we're looking forward for the opportunity to play against them. If there's one more thing maybe you'd like to see from your team the last week of this regular season going into the postseason, what would that be? You know, I think that the, the – um, the mental focus to continue to improve. Um, you know, like I said, these these kids have been together. When you when you start preseason conditioning in September, you start practice in November, and we're sitting here in, in February. You know, their parents, them, basketball is a long, long season. It is a two semester sport. And what I'd really like to see is just their ability to continue to focus and to uh, and to work on improving to put ourselves in position to have a uh, a really good postseason run. Pickett County setting at 14-9 and nine on the season. Two big games for Gordonsville and Red Boiling Springs coming up in the final week of the regular season. Coach Joseph Aminette joining us on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you for the time today. It's been a fun season, and I know there's more basketball yet to come. Good luck moving forward. Thank you. We'll talk to Clark Grange girls head basketball coach Lamar Rogers when the High School Playbook continues delivered by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, covering high school sports from Jamestown to McMinnville.
Pickett County and Clark Range played a close one on Friday night with Pickett County going up and uh, securing a 65-62 win in girls' action on Friday night. Zoe Nicholas had 24 points in the victory for Pickett County. Clark Range head basketball coach Lamar Rogers joins us on the high school playbook. Uh, coach, another tight game for the second time this season. Uh, Clark Range and Pickett County decided by just a few points. What is it about that matchup with Pickett County that always seems to make for a close game? Well, I think, uh, you know, both teams got good shooters, um, you know, for sure. Both teams got good d- dribblers. Uh, you know, like last night, I think we, uh, you know, got behind, got a slow start. Uh, was down 19-11 the first quarter. Uh, was down 33-26 to half. Then we caught them in the third quarter, and uh, it went back and forth the rest of the game. Uh, they was up 51-50 going into fourth. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just back and forth. We had a two-point lead. They had a two-point lead like that. And, um, you know, it got to the situation where I think they was up two, and we had the foul over to end. They hit four free throws. But, uh, you know, we played really good. Um, you know, just had five turnovers the whole game, which is outstanding. Uh, some of our players did a really good job. Um, you know, I, I think we just shot 11 out of 37 from threes. That's like... 32%, so we didn't didn't really have that good of a shooting night, but uh, um, you know, all you know, just back and forth game. Uh, you know, you couldn't tell who was going to win, and, and uh, you know, we come up just a little bit short. Coach, who were some of your players that uh, had good performances on Friday night? Well, we had you know had balanced scoring. Uh, basically, you know, my senior Matty Bush had 11 points. Uh, other senior Casey Stells. Uh, uh, just had just had three. There's guarding her pretty close. We've got Addie Stairs is just uh, you know outstanding shooter. She had four threes, had 16 points, and uh, Chloe Rogers had three threes, had nine points. And then Katie Hopkins uh, uh, had 19 points. And then we had Ashton Napier come off the bench and got four points. So you know we did a really good job offensively. Uh, we need to uh, you know they got us down there 68-62 and up here 65-62. We're, we're still a work in progress, you know. Defensively, we're making some mistakes that we've got to correct. And I think we can get that get that done. We tried some different stuff, and uh, here again, they got good players. And uh, you know, when we did make a mistake, they took advantage of it. So, you know, defensively, uh, you know, we've got uh, you know still working on that. And uh, you know, I think our basketball IQ is getting better. And, uh, you know, it looks like we got a good chance of running into them in the tournament. So, that you know, that we, it's getting close to tournament time. So, you know, that's what we're working for. We're speaking with Clark Range head basketball coach Lamar Rogers on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you mentioned the postseason coming up. And when you look at this district, I mean, top four teams are tough. At uh, Clay County, Clark Range, Pickett County, Red Boiling Springs, you're all right there and have had some competitive games. And I don't count out Gordonsville because, uh, you know, they're prone to sneak up on people, and, and I know you've seen that firsthand. How important is it to, to get as high up in the district standings? Does it matter, do you think, in the long run, or is it just all about the matchups mostly? Well, you know, here again, um, all the teams are different. You know, Clay County's got the – uh, they're post-oriented. Of course, they've got perimeter, sh- good shoot, perimeter shooting, but they're just, uh, you know, the biggest team in the district. And, uh, you know, Red Bull is a perimeter-oriented team, I think. And then uh, uh, Piggy County and us is kind of a combination of the two. So it's, it is about matchups. Um, now, we've got, uh, 
we got still got Clay County uh, maybe going to come to our place. We'll go play them uh, February the 10th at Clark Ridge High School, and that'll be our last district game. And uh, depending on what happened, there's three teams could end up four and four, or you know we can end up second or third. So um, it depends on I think Peak is still going to play Red Bowling and Gordonsville. And you know Gordonsville led them down at Pickett the whole game to the last minute or two. So it's just uh, um, you know district teams are really close with everything. So and uh, you know we've got uh, we go to Van Buren County Monday night, and they've got you know outstanding team, and then we've got Stone at Stone Tuesday night, and then we're hosting uh, Clay County February the 10th, Friday night, and then we go to Cumberland County, uh, our last game uh, Saturday night. So those those four games next week should really uh, prepare us for the tournaments and uh, uh, playing those good teams and then different, uh, different type teams. I was going to say, that's quite a gauntlet for the last week of the regular season. Three teams on the road and uh, – some really good competition. Then you factor the home game with Clay County. What's the biggest thing you hope to see out of your ball club coming up in the last week of the regular season here, Coach? Well, you know, of course, first of all, we all we uh, everybody in the district wants to be healthy, and uh, you know, we've got the uh, flu viruses going around, so that's you know, you want to be be that uh, for sure. But uh, here again, it goes to our defense. Um, you know, trusting each other. Uh, we, I think, uh, you know, we won a big game at Roll, Red Bowl Springs. We was down eight to half, and then we come back and, uh, uh, and it'll beat them seven. So that was, um, that was a good game, uh, you know, to grind it out and everything. So players just got to trust each other, which they do. And, uh, you know, we've got good chemistry. Um, uh, defensively, you know, we're trying different things, and sometimes when we um, are so flexible, uh, you know, we make a mistake sometimes. So uh, just being consistent on defense, I think, is going to be really important. Well, Coach, again, a big week coming up for your ball club. Postseason right around the corner. Another excellent season going on at Clark Range High School with the Lady Buffaloes. Coach Lamar Rogers has been our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, good luck to you the rest of the way, and looking forward to what should be an exciting district tournament coming up. Absolutely. Thank you. Big thanks to our guests today, Coach Michelle Farley-Carson, Zoe Gore, Abby Sasser, Lindsey Wright, and Carly Wright of the Monterey Lady Wildcats basketball team. White County Boys Head Basketball Coach Eric Mitchell, Warren County Girls Head Basketball Coach Anthony Lippy, Joseph Aminet of the Pickett County Bobcats, and uh, Clark Range Lady Buffaloes Head Basketball Coach Lamar Rogers. Our studio producer today is Jake Wallman. Our on-site producer is Elizabeth Fortune. For the High School Playbook, presented by Mountain Barn Builders, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed, added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close, Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action online now. UCSportsNation.com.